It is go time for a lot of different candidates who are looking to become the next mayor of Toronto. If you've been listening to this fine show, we've been covering this uh, extensively this morning. Earlier today, we heard from Brad Bradford, and now I am lucky to be joined by uh, potential mayor of Toronto, Josh Matlow. Josh, good morning. Good morning, Rob. Well, let's talk about this because you came out with a pretty significant announcement uh, just a couple of hours ago saying that you're ready to revitalize Toronto's waterfront with rapid transit. Now, I know when it comes to transit, first thing I think of the st- is the struggles in Eglinton, and I thought it was pretty bold oh, yeah. that you would come out not just with the potential to look into that, but also with a plan to increase transit. Walk me through that. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think all of us have been incredibly upset about how Metrolinx, which is a provincial agency, has handled the Eglinton project, which has gone years over, uh, you know, y- years of delays. The cost overruns have been enormous. And there's still, there's still no, like, realistic end, end in sight. So we need to do better as a city. And whether it be Scarborough, whether it be the waterfront, there are important transit expansion plans that have been sitting on the books for years. And as mayor, I'm going to get them done. <clears throat> now, on the waterfront, uh, we need a light rapid transit that's going to connect uh, Queen's Key all the way over to Villiers Island from Union Station. There's been a lot of development, as you know, uh, for many years there. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a radio station that you might know uh, that, uh, <laughs> that's hosted down there. There's uh, George Brown uh, College campus. There's a lot of development, a lot of new residents in the area, and tens of thousands to come. But there isn't any reliable rapid transit. So I'm going to get moving to make sure that we connect uh, the, the distillery district in Corktown and, and Queens Key and the Lower Donlands and the Portlands uh, for, you know, for years to come. Um, now, we need to be able to invest in it, and that's why I'm going to be putting forward um, you know, money over 30 years to amortize what the city should be investing into it. But I'm also calling on the provincial and federal government to partner with us, because that's how we're going to be able to build transit there. And this comes along with announcements that I've made to build the East LRT in Scarborough up to Melbourne to connect you to uh, Scarborough campus uh, to rapid transit, along with extending Shepherd over to Nielsen. If we do these projects that have been on the books for years, but nobody's ever invested in them, we'll be able to improve the lives of so many people, and that's what a mayor needs to lead. So conceptually, that makes a lot of sense. And, and trust me, to the residents out there at the U of T Scarborough, I used to live at Morningside and Ellesmere, so I can only imagine what rapid yeah. transit would yeah. look like to me. I know it all too well. Um, but when you say that it's been on the books for years, um, I know there's a lot of politicians that are running for mayor. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, what's the quickest way to get the funding? Because, again, it's great in concept, but how do we get the wheels in motion? To actually identify funding and then dedicate it toward those plans. So, for example, um, I've I've already announced, and listen, anytime you, everyone you know often wants politicians to just announce that the streets are going to be paved with gold, and every kid's going to get a unicorn. But as soon as you talk about funding, all of a sudden it becomes controversial and difficult because nobody ever wants to talk about you know where the money comes from. But the reality is, if we don't pay for it, we're not going to do it. So I've been upfront, and I said that we need to implement a commercial parking lot levy, for example. That's one of the few tools in the City of Toronto Act that Toronto has to actually raise revenue. And staff project that that could raise between $176 million and over $500 million every single year. That doesn't mean that it's about, you know, it's, it's, it's going to exempt like small grocers and little plazas and things like that. But 
For the Walmarts of the world, they can afford to contribute, and then we can actually start building transit. So a lot of the money is going to come from uh, this levy. Um, when it comes to the gardener, for example, there is no debate. And some people have been lied to, frankly, by some of the candidates, that there's a debate about whether or not the eastern section, uh, east of Cherry over to the Don, is going to come down. It is going to come down because it's crumbling. So in other words, it's either going to be taken down or it's going to fall down on people's heads. That's really, that's the only option. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be taken down. The question is, do we rebuild it up in the air or do we do it on the ground? If we do it on the ground, we're going to be able to save $568 million. And we're also going to save money on the life cycle, the, the maintenance of it every year moving forward in perpetuity and forever. So what I'm going to do is make decisions about how we're spending money more wisely, more pragmatically, and invest in transit once and for all. Josh, if you were to get the mayor's office, how would you collaborate with those around you? By doing so, um, you know there there are some candidates who suggest that I that I that I that I wouldn't collaborate with uh, with councillors. That's just not a fact. Uh, you know, every initiative that I've led, whether it be the Toronto Senior Strategy, the Youth Equity Strategy to help vulnerable uh, kids in our society, increasing uh, snow clearing on sidewalks, uh, protecting renters, you name it. <clears throat> has come by working with my colleagues and working with community leaders. Now, what I have not done, unlike, uh, you know, Brad Bradford and Anna Bailao and many of them, is just sort of go along to get along, <clears throat> excuse me, to get, to get committee appointments or to get pet projects or to sort of, you know, you know, get caught in the gravitational pull of whoever's in power at the time. Because what I do is that when I believe something is right, I support it. And if I'm not convinced that it's right, I don't. And I say that out loud. And I believe that's what we need from a mayor. And I'm going to be dealing with Doug Ford and, and Ottawa the same way. We need to negotiate for a new deal for Toronto. But <clears throat> the sort of the, the strategy that we can just sort of like, you know, bring a, you know, bring, bring a handshake to an arm wrestle at Queen's Park doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Toronto, Toronto might have strong mayor powers, but it's a weaker city. You know, we, we have less powers. We have less money. Uh, we're broke. <laughs> That's the reality of it. And we need to renegotiate, uh, you know, who who does what and who pays for what, including the operating costs of transit, social housing, and so much more. So I'm ready to take that on. Um, I think we just need to be real about who we're dealing with, who we're negotiating with. And, uh, and I'm best prepared and best able to lead. This might sound like a bit of a quote-unquote hippie question to ask you, but what would you tell Josh uh, Matlow from 2010 when he first... Uh, won a municipal election. What would I tell him? Um, that's <laughs> so weird to say it in the third person. Um, you know, the, the, one of the main lessons that I learned over over the years in politics is like when I when I was first elected, I think like a lot of people, I wanted to please everybody, and I think that I you know often sought sort of uh, compromises, even when they you know weren't actually the best thing to do. Uh, because I wanted to, you know, I, I, I didn't want to lose anybody's support. But the problem with doing it that way is that um, you're not clear about what you're doing. You're just trying to please people. Yeah. And I just don't do that anymore. Um, it doesn't mean that I, like I, I actively reach out and I want to understand people's views. And I think the reason that I actually win by the, the highest margins of any candidate in the, in the ward races is because People, even if they disagreed with one thing that I did or another, they know that I came about it honestly. They know that I uh, really thought it through and that I really considered other viewpoints. But I'm not just going to try to please everybody. And I think that, you know, 
that's I think my that was my initial approach uh, ten years ago, and today, as I, I hope everybody can see in this campaign, I'm being very upfront and very clear about what I know needs to be done for the city. I'm not afraid to say the hard parts out loud. Um, we, you know, our city has a major, major uh, shortfall. We have a big budget pressure over the next ten years. It's going to take both revenue uh, and managing our budget better, along with the new deal with the other governments to be able to get Toronto back in shape. I know what to do, and I'm asking for people's support to go and do that work. I'm actually more excited about doing the work than even being mayor to be candid with you, because the work is important. The city is worth fighting for, and whether you care about a, a safe city, uh, an affordable city to actually address the crisis in housing, or you know, improve our services, that, again, they have been declining for years. And I know the past mayors have you know, boasted every, at every press conference to you telling us that everything's great. It's not great, you know, and, and, and it, it's, but Toronto isn't, Toronto is a wonderful city. It's just that it's not meeting its potential. So I'm asking Torontonians for a mandate to go and fix those services, focus on safety, focus on affordability, and make a city that works. Josh, I've only got a moment for you, and I apologize. I wish I had more time for you. Yeah. Uh, it was something that I Anytime. said in the previous segment that I would love to pitch to you here. I just want to know, could you sell Toronto abroad? outside of the GTA and not just to the feds, but if you had to get on a plane and go sell this city, could you? Easily. Like, I love this city. And, you know, one of the things that I do uh, during this campaign, unlike the other candidates, is that I don't just identify problems. I offer solutions and I show us how we're going to pay for it. I believe in the city. I believe in its potential. We are a global center for business, for arts, for culture, uh, you know, for tech. We're... We're the most diverse city in the world, and we, we have food and culture and music. We've got it all here, and I'm excited to sell this city to the world. And, um, you know, I hope to, to go on, you know, uh, shows and events and speak at different conferences around the world and be invited, uh, not because of <laughs> the reasons that Rob Ford was doing it, but because uh, I want people around the world to say, oh, my gosh, have you heard about what they're doing in Toronto? Isn't that exciting? We can learn from Toronto. We often have this insecurity complex here that we want to emulate other cities or we want you know, the Americans to talk about us or, or what have you. Um, I, want, I want people to talk about us because of what we're doing, about who we are, what we've achieved. I want us to be a global leader in fighting the climate crisis. I want people to look to Toronto and and say that's where things are happening. And, you know, often we just get in our own way. We'll look at what's happening with Cafe TO right now. Look at how we you know, even even the way that we that we you know use our public spaces, we reach for the height of mediocrity. We should be allowing more street performances, more arts in our city. I have a vision for that. And I know that not only can we improve it right here in Toronto, but I'm excited to go out to the world and not only just show up, but lead and inspire other cities to take our lead. But I must say, learn from other cities where they've figured out how to do things right and then incorporate that in what we're doing here in Toronto. Josh, I thank you for your time today. Thank you for making time for me. Anytime. Thanks, Rob. All right. Josh Matlow, a mayoral candidate. Um, good answers to some of those questions. I don't endorse anybody. I refuse to publicly, but um, some tough questions there, and I'm glad he took them head on.